Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content from across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Alex Young and Morgan Parker from Team Pomelo Games. Last year, they successfully funded Pretty Princess Pomelo, the magical girl combat card game, and now they're back with additional add-ons, artwork, and complimentary elements that they're added to the game. Gentlemen, welcome to the binge. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, you were on this podcast. We were just saying before we were on air, episode 36. My gosh, that mm-hmm. was a long time ago. We're now episode uh, 211. So welcome back yeah. to you. I think that's awesome to have you back here. Morgan, this is your first time on the podcast. So, um, we're going to start off really quickly. Uh, we're going to get Alex just to give a, a brief overview of kind of his background, what he does, how he got into uh, games. Then we're going to probably switch and spend more time on Morgan because I really want to dive deep into manga and anime and all that kind of stuff. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, Alex, maybe you can give us a background. So first of all, uh, you're, day, you're like a graphic artist in your day job, right? Graphic designer, yeah. A graphic designer. Less of an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've been board gaming your whole life, or is this something that you've got into? The, when did you get into the, the industry, like the indie industry? Um, I would say, like, well, as you know, we're both part of a board game meetup in Newmarket. So I think that yeah. was um, at least my first real exposure as an adult playing, like, these indie games. Hmm. Um, there's always been a few, I think, I played when I was a kid growing up. but like the meetup was a world that kind of just exploded in my mind with all of these new games that had come out that I had never heard of. I'd never even seen of. you know, I just had no idea about any of them at all. Um, and that sort of led us on this journey to make our own game. That's something I didn't, and I've known you for a few years now and that's, I, I mm-hmm. actually didn't know that I assumed that you were in the indie industry even before the meetup. So before that, was it just basically like Risk and Settlers of Catan and things like that? Or did you even get into like that kind of a game? Yeah, Settlers of Catan was probably the most indie yeah. game that I played, even though that game's been around for like, I think, 20 years now. Yeah. I can't even remember how long. It's been a long time the game's been out. But yeah, that was like the most indie. And then all the other ones were like the traditional Monopoly and like Sorry and Trouble and then... You know, there's the odd um, party game like Cards Against Humanity, which, you know, when a game like that catches fire, uh, obviously it's going to reach out to people who don't play a lot of games. They just kind of like want something fun to do with their friends. Sure. Um, So when we started working on this, uh, after we started doing the meetup, things kind of like shifted pretty dramatically for me uh, in terms of like development and you know making our own stuff, because that was just something that was always a fantasy. And now it's like actually real. Yeah, that's something I would say for anybody listening out there or watching. Um, if you're looking to learn how to play new games or get exposed, I guess, to new games and and kind of really get a good buffet of what's out there, meetups are an amazing way to do that, especially board game meetups, because they're usually run by people who own a lot of games, <laughs> like collectors and things like that. We know Mike, who leads our meetup group, and he literally has thousands of games in his library, yeah. and he's backed... Uh, hundreds if not thousands of kickstarters so every week there's always something new that somebody brings and it's such a joy to kind of get exposed to these new mechanics and new ideas because it makes you think right okay what can i do to maybe incorporate that mechanic or idea maybe in something i'm going to work on down down the road yeah absolutely Um, and then so where did you and morgan uh meet 
Uh, well, we worked together actually for okay. quite some time. Um, and then a couple of years, you know, yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> a uh, few years, even, even a, a few years before we got the idea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how many years did we you guys were... work together? Was it like five, six years or two, uh, three? Okay. No, it's at least four. At least four. At least four. Yeah. Cause yeah, it started probably in... only the last year of that was actually digging into Pomelo stuff. Yeah. Uh, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. When, well, when COVID hit, that's when things actually picked up speed for us quite a bit. So like 2020 was a year where we pushed so much cause we had like three months to actually sit down and work on it. And we got so much done uh, in those three months, like our website, we managed to get that out in, in like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> And then, was, you know, so Morgan, you're so Morgan's back. So Morgan, you're I guess now you're a graphic artist. Then was that is that a better description for you then or <laughs> no? I'm also a graphic designer. I just happen <laughs> to have uh, interest in illustration, uh, is specifically in anime style. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How long you've been what, interested in yeah. anime? Like, has that been a lifelong? My thing, entire or? life. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got to be my entire life. Uh, yeah, where if did I think it start? Back to like... Early childhood. It's like whatever was playing on YTV, you know, like <laughs> Dragon <laughs> oh, yeah. Ball Z, Sailor Moon, <sighs> Astro Boy, Captors, uh, Pokemon. Uh, Astro Boy predates me. I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm dating myself. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So. And then were you collecting like the like was it like how, how did you get like obviously you're interested in watching it on you know TV and so forth and I want to give a shout out to our friend uh, Andrew Gilpin from Gilpin Games who's actually uh, watching live as well so hello Andrew um, so where did um, like like beyond kind of watching on TV like did you get into like magazine collection <laughs> not uh, like card really games like... things like that or I mean Pokemon cards yeah yes absolutely that was that was the jam back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, I still, I still now after some time being away, but like come back to it, like I'll, I love that stuff. So I'll go out and I'll, I'll get a pack of cards. And I have, I have an unopened one. I don't know why I haven't opened it yet. I just, Oh, wow. You'd be sitting on a lot of money. I kind of, kind of said, maybe <laughs> <laughs> May, every, every day that goes by and I don't open it, I go, should I? <laughs> Twenty years from now, you're like, darn it, that could have paid off the house. <laughs> so okay, so you got you collected some games, but, but yeah, really... I collect like DVDs and stuff. Actually, you can yeah. see a whole bunch of Dragon Ball Z box sets right here. I can't watch any of them because who owns a DVD player anymore? But <laughs> <laughs> and then did you start drawing? Like, did you like? Are do you do some of the animation drawing yourself uh, for uh, for Team mm -hmm. Pomelo or? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I started drawing probably as soon as I was able to hold drawing things. Sure. Um, I have, I think, I think my mom kept it. It's a piece of what's, what's that? Yeah, baseboard. It's a piece of baseboard. And I, mm. I drew like a, a T-Rex on it. <laughs> <laughs> she kept it. And I was like, all right weird thing to keep <laughs> <laughs> and did you think at any point that you would be uh like commercializing any of these drawings or was it always just something as a hobby and it wasn't until you kind of met these guys and connected that the dots kind of connected i think that it was always like a dream yeah. to uh to do something with it where anybody would look at it and be like oh that's cool 
you know, um, or even want to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the, the, the excitement about it is, you know, there's one level of people that get into anime and, and manga and, you know, like to just kind of copy their favorite characters, right. That are out there and get the experience there, but then taking that and then saying, okay, we're going to create a new story. We're going to create a new world. We're going to create new characters. That's kind of taking it to another level altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you were creating this world of pretty princess. So who came up with the idea, I guess, first for pretty princess Pomelo, like where, where did that idea of just the characters in the world start? So we've, we've told the story in a couple of places, <laughs> I think like in, in our Kickstarter story and, and other mm-hmm. things. But, um, so uh, the other member of Team Pomelo Games, Nick, um, he also worked with us and he made this poster and it, it just had uh, some citrus fruits. He was he was creating something for, I think, an Instagram thing with like drinks. And so he needed like different fruits to like put onto the illustrations to show each drink off and they're like special ingredients. And so he made a, a pomelo, a lime, a blood orange and a tangerine or something yeah maybe it was a lemon maybe it was a lemon i don't know it it was four different citrus fruits Mm -hmm. and uh then to be the little it's not he is um (laughs) he he associated people's names with those uh things and he made me pomelo um (laughs) uh pomelos have a thick skin (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah we we thought it was nice or whatever nice little illustration and uh i think see i've always been like sailor moon is one of my favorite things Mm -hmm. like you actually kind of can't see it because of the camera angle but like oh there they all are the characters and stuff Yeah. yeah love it so i just like threw it out there just one day i was like what if they were magical girls and uh it kind of went from there so then we started thinking like okay like what could we do with it like we have a which one would be the leader and we're like well pomelo is probably the most interesting and also pink Mm -hmm. that's a a big part of whoever is the main character usually sure um and then we're like yeah they're pretty colorful you got a green one a yellow one lots of orange ones <laughs> and did, so, it start, did it start as like a magazine or as a story or did was the was the game idea kind of so the game idea of... was where we came in like on the entry level we, we we came up with like a rough like okay what's the what's the theme mm. what's the thing so the theme ended up being citrus themed princess magical girls versus wolfman pirate um like scurvy sea dogs right so it was yeah. like citrus versus scurvy and uh we were just like well i mean pirates versus princess that's also oh, yeah. pretty classic right so mm-hmm. uh you think of all the princess pirate birthday parties for yeah. for kids and stuff um mm-hmm. so but the game was pretty much what we thought of first as a way to do something with it we were like what what can we do with this theme and this idea and these characters if we if we want to go forward with it and i think alex was the one who suggested what if we make a game since that seems to be sort of 
where he was going with it. And yeah. we were thinking like, you know, a game is totally within our skill set as graphic <laughs> yeah. designers. We can make mm-hmm. graphic design pieces like a card sure. design, a layout text. Yep. And me and Nick both happened to be illustrators. So we were like, this is completely doable. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. And then creating the actual game itself, like the mechanics and so forth. So Alex, is that more in your camp of kind of coming up with how this game would actually function? Uh, that was, that was a lot I, of me and Alex. Yeah. yeah. I think I would say I, I took the lead on actually doing the game mechanics, but Morgan helped out quite a bit with like what works and what doesn't work. Mm. You know, I, I remember uh, for anyone who is an aspiring game designer, tabletop simulator, fantastic tool. Um, and we had produced everything after our very first physical copy on Tabletop Simulator. Um, and that allowed us to do like extensive game testing to find out what worked and didn't work. And mm-hmm. that um, lots of like know. rapid prototyping that way, where oh, you just yeah. upload Tons. a new PNG sheet and and make a new deck and then you're you're good to go. Try it out. Oh, yeah. Um, that helped yeah. a lot. And then, so then the decision then to go into Kickstarter, uh, for, like for your first Kickstarter when you launched the game, was this something that was always part of the plan or was it the idea like, let's just get a game that kind of fits this this world and then kind of Kickstarter kind of came out of that or what was the order of operations for those things? Uh, I think at I a mean, certain point we realized that we had something yeah. and um, just I, I had Kickstarted several uh like indie video games up to the, that point. And I was just like, well, I mean, Kickstarter is a thing. We could do Kickstarter. So, Yeah, no, I, I was kind of the same. Um, I, I supported a few different projects, not necessarily game related on Kickstarter. Um, and it made sense for us at the same time though, when we were thinking about it, we, we hadn't been completely sold on Kickstarter yet. Like I remember it was up for debate. And initially it was like, if we go through a production company, they're going to ask us to change a bunch of stuff. And if we do it ourselves, we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was very in favor of like Nick and Morgan, especially because they were doing all the illustration to just do what they want and not have someone tell us like, oh, this needs to be pinker. Mm. You know, like we didn't like that idea. And I didn't like that idea. And I don't think Nick and Morgan like that idea either. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. this idea of self-publishing versus <laughs> going with a publisher, I guess, right? Yeah. 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 Unable to like, relinquish that control. Right, creative yeah, but, control over it. it yeah it was it was creative control but it was also like stupid little tiny bits of control too because like a production company probably would have gotten like maybe done a better job with sales and stuff than we were but like if sure. they had asked us to do something really dumb like change the character's entire face or like change the colors up like that was not okay with us yeah. you know so we wanted to do whatever we wanted to do our way and not someone else's way and we're still learning about what our way is and how we want to do things because we're not perfect. Like sales and marketing are something that we struggle with because it's just not our background. Yeah, it's a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. It's a learning curve. So, you know, that's as, as much as we work in advertising, <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> marketing is a completely different thing. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're still trying to figure it out. Um, we're, we're coming along and we've definitely got some success, especially with last year. And even now, because our Kickstarter uh, as of the time of this, filming uh is successful like we've already surpassed what we've gotten and we're hoping to just keep it going yeah. yeah we're already funded 
Um, so we're still learning, but set the bar too low. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the game itself. So those uh, who who don't know about Pretty Princess Pomelo or uh, didn't listen to episode thirty six, uh, can you take us through the game? I'm showing it on screen here for people that are watching live or maybe on the replay. Um, you obviously have your heroes, which are um, you know Pretty Princess Pomelo and I guess her her band of magical princesses. Is that how you would describe them? Or yeah, they're her yeah. friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're all part of a team. Um, we've got the, uh, you know, it's a whole magical girl squad essentially, right? But uh-huh. uh, the basic principle of the game is you want to get five of all one side, so either all five heroes or five uh, villains. Yeah, and it's a team building game. It's not a deck building. Some people sometimes, uh, mm. I guess, make that um, a little bit make that misconception or a little bit confused by that. Um, but it's a team building game where you want to gather all your heroes or all your villains, control the Citroen hearts. And the first person to do that uh, is the winner. And there's a lot of attack and defend back and forth. Um, we have special cards called anytime cards, which allow people to play uh, uh, certain cards or spells on anyone's turn. And it really shakes things up because it uh, gives people an opportunity to uh, maybe do something even when it's not their turn. And it's just, it's really fun and really dynamic. Um, and it's pretty fast paced too. So it's uh, it's a really and, fun game. And then how many people can play? So up to four people? Yeah, up to yeah. four people. Um, we've been talking about doing expansion yet. I don't think we have an, an actual timeline of when we want to release that yet because we had taken a step back last week or earlier this week and, and mm-hmm. just reevaluated a few things. But we do have uh, an expansion we want to release. We've got characters that we've been working on. I think you can even see some on our Instagram page. Um, and actually on our Kickstarter, we have a few artwork pieces, I think, of those characters. So you could are they? get some. I don't, I don't think they are. Uh, I'm not well, sure for people are. that are looking are. to on, on this campaign, um, so and I want to do the distinction, right? So the first campaign mm-hmm. was on on the game itself. This yeah. campaign is now all the expansions, all the add-ons. <laughs> But what's cool is that if people still want the original game, you guys have that as a pledge option as well. So they can still get the original mm-hmm. game or if they already have the game like I do. Uh, and I, when I came in for this pledge, I'm like, oh, I want the standee. I want that. I want that. I want the yeah. character artwork. You can add all those yeah. things on and expand the game that you have that's, at home. That's why uh, I was pretty adamant about there being a, a tier to mm-hmm. just get add-ons because I, I recognized pretty early right away that a good number of people already have the game. Yeah, so they're not in the market to buy another copy of the game, like the base game with no different cards in it or anything. So it uh, is one of those things where we just wanted some merch. And then how did you pick the um, the merch? So you've got the the posters, which I just showed on the screen, um, eight by ten prints. You've got four by six prints. Um like I imagine you guys have done a lot of like anime shows and, you know, comic cons and those types of things uh, to showcase some of this. And again, uh, kudos on the artwork. The artwork looks amazing. Um, but you know, to showcase this, is this kind of some of the merch that you've been selling at conventions and so forth as well? Or was this created specifically uh, just for this campaign? So most of the artwork was created for Instagram mm. um, just as, regular posts to keep people engaged um and then when we we did anime north in toronto and i think for that we decided like oh we should turn these into some prints and uh they looked great so like we just wanted to keep 
adding more prints to uh, our little collection of merch. Yeah. And then the promo cards, can you explain those? Because I think there's a bit of a mystery around that, but what are the promo cards you have in, uh, as I'm just kind of scrolling here as well? Yeah, so they're, they're, oh, go ahead. You can explain it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to give anything away, um, but they are new cards. They're not necessarily new characters, but they are new cards. Um, Anybody who's familiar with the game knows that there is one uh i guess two promo cards already packed into the game yeah um that would be princess blood orange and her card that allows her to transform mm-hmm. um easier there's the uh the what is bloody it revenge. bloody revenge, bloody revenge card. card yeah um so those cards are technically promos that come with the game mm. uh and so she is technically a transformation card and works on the base form of princess orange so these new cards uh, are a similar vein some power-up transformations i think i might miss that in my pledge i have to go back and adjust my pledge i don't think i grabbed the promo cards but i definitely want to make sure i get the promo cards the standee i got which i think looks really awesome um the this little monkey character what's the significance of him does he have like special powers is he's a sidekick what's what's his his role so there's a a lot more about him um in the game he's more so just the the mascot he's on the cute companion uh card for at least the hero side version of that card there's a an opposing character that's on the villain version of that card Mm. um but uh, they are used to summon more heroes because you get one hero play per turn but if you play a cute companion you get to play another and that's how you start to combo and chain in more uh characters per turn to achieve your full team uh so there's a lot more about him in the lore of the game and mm-hmm. and the the universe and a lot of that is covered more so in the manga gotcha yeah and that's a great segue so tell me about the, the, this manga so what is first for people that don't know can you explain what a manga is and then uh talk to us a little bit about this 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 um uh this i guess graphic novel or i guess manga novel or yeah so manga is japanese comic book Mm. basically um (laughs) specifically when you see any kind of anime or something it's usually an adaptation of a manga so anything like dragon ball z or or something like that it started as a manga and then they decided to animate it usually the animation as certainly nowadays the animation doesn't necessarily uh what what am i is it it's like an advertisement for the manga because manga <laughs> is actually like just huge in japan so oh, yeah. it's where all the money is for the publication and they just do like 12 episodes of an anime and that's just like one big commercial for the manga which is mm-hmm. ongoing right so you might never see a season two of of uh, a particular anime oh, that's really? the reason that that's the reason um but so my goal going into it making the manga was to make it an authentic manga reading experience so uh, those who don't know uh, manga is read in reverse because japanese reads oh, really? 
right to left. Right. So where our books would flip one way, you have to start at the back of the book and go the other way to read it in the right order. So I reproduced this in my layout for the book or for the, the pages and the uh, panel order for all of the comic pages. So it, it very much reads anybody who is familiar with manga and how to read it is going to instantly fall into it because it has the the stylings of it. It's very, very much it's all black and white, um, like actually black and white. There's no gray scale um, stuff in there. I use sure. screen tone to get the dotting effect mm. so that I can have that sort of gradient and different shades. But it's all technically just black ink mm -hmm. that's uh how they keep it so cheap <laughs> um, and is there a disclaimer or an explanation when people get this to let them know hey by the way you might want to read it from <laughs> yes actually right and, and that's kind of like that's like, like a hell? real um <laughs> that's like a holdover too from like when manga first started to appear yeah. here like in the in the 90s and you could go and find one like they would always have one on the inside of the back because you might think like oh i'll open it up and check it out and it's like stop this is the back of the book you need to start from the other side kind of thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so i i do a, a similar little thing where i just like remind people like hey this is done in a manga style you got to read it this way well that's cool <laughs> and definitely a collector's item as well mm -hmm. um alex with um and i know since the last campaign you you've got this game into a number of flg stores um can you for people out there who maybe are you know trying to do the hustle themselves is there any advice you would offer to on how to approach that because it's a tough thing right especially if you haven't done sales mm -hmm. before and you're for lack of a better word cold calling um how, how do you approach stores to get them to to carry your game uh well one thing i did was do it in person um, you know, especially if you go to like a local game shop and not something that is, uh, franchised, um, you know, have a conversation with the owner or the manager, uh, talk to them, you know, be kind, be, uh, generous, be informative and, you know, tell them that you really like games and, or you wouldn't be doing this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but basically just be like authentic and honest and, and nine times out of 10, you know, they're more willing to. Uh, you know, sit down, have a conversation with you, try and work with you too, because there's a lot of places out there that, um, especially like young board game shops, they're doing the same thing, you know, and they it, it's good to help each other out. Um, so I, I would say suggest that. Uh, but before I actually did that, what I did was I made a spreadsheet and I listed just Google Maps too all mm. the different board game shops that are sort of in my area, all the way from like because we're we're in um. I live sort of like in the middle between like Barrie and Toronto for anyone who's, uh, uh, you know, sort of around this area. Um, for so those who are listening whole... worldwide, that's basically the center yeah. of Canada. <laughs> well, you basically, um, anyway, so I just kind of did like a, a whole spreadsheet list of like all the game shops that are like around my area and, uh, you know, got all their information. And then every weekend I would like go out to those stores and like pitch our game to them. Um, you know, some stores bought like, you know, one or two, which was fine with us. And then some yeah. stores bought like six, some stores bought 10. So, I mean, it kind of varied between the stores, excuse me. Um, but it mostly just kind of came down to like, you know, your 
ability to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and like build your confidence up because the only way you're going to get yourself out there is if you get yourself out there. Yeah. So that's a good point. And do you offer any kind of like incentives like, Hey, I'll come and demo this on a certain day or we'll give you a demo copy or like, is there any approaches you do in that regard or? Oh yeah. So for a store that is actually a sit down store where you play games, we automatically give them a free demo copy just so they can have it in their collection. They don't have mm-hmm. to pay anything. It's just, it's theirs and it's free. Um, and, and that helps them help us all together because they're getting a free game to add to their collection. They don't have to pay anything. They also sell a bunch of games in their store. Most game stores do at least where it's like also sit down. Yeah. So um, having that incentive was very helpful for them because it's like, okay, they're really invested or else they wouldn't just be giving away a free copy of their game. Like they don't really know how much it costs to make. I mean, we do, yeah. but they wouldn't just be throwing away product where they could make money off it if they weren't really trying hard to, to make it work. So uh, that's something that we did. And I think we gave away, God, uh, just, just to stores. I think we gave away anywhere from like, 10 to 20 copies i think mm. and we're in i think we're in uh 12 or 13 stores right now it's just sort of local just to our local area. area not yeah yeah not counting um all the distribution that we've done with the distribution company now which is uh fairly new yeah i, um, I think that's a good point that i mean there's no place to start than your own backyard yeah right like it within your own locale you can you know, get to those stores, offer support. If they want to do demo nights, game nights, whatever, you're there to support them, right? So at the very least, you should be starting in your own backyard and kind of branch out from there. Um, so this is a second iteration. It's the second Kickstarter campaign you guys have done. Uh, what comes after this? Are you guys working on more Pretty Princess Pomelo stuff? Like, is the world expand from there? Or is there a different game, different genre you're working on? Kind of what's what's the plans for your company? So that's something that Morgan, myself, and Nick, we all talked about figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we want to do an expansion, and we have started working on a few things here and there. But we did want to take a step back and reevaluate just because we we noticed that if we could get people to fall in love with the characters, and we saw that happen to several people who saw the characters like in person when they were buying artwork, um, you know, it, it felt like we could maybe build the brand a little bit better that way. So I think we're still talking about exactly what we want to do before we go ahead and do it. Mm. Um, but we still have a lot of plans to push that forward. Um, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know if we fully figured it out. I don't know if Morgan has anything to add to that. Uh, um, it's just going to be a lot of focusing more on, like you said, the characters and getting people um, into the universe. So uh, we're going to be looking to expand upon the manga as a main vehicle for the, for the uh, uh, lore and universe. So certainly go check it out. It's available on Webtoon and uh, on our Patreon as well. Um, Yeah. And it's it's free there, so you don't even have to pay in on the dollar. That's just if you want to get extra stuff. The the actual comics mm-hmm. uh, uh, flat is there in high quality for free. 
Um, Webtoons is a little more compressed, <laughs> but at least you can scroll through all of the pages really easy, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. for people who are looking to get information on this game, I'd encourage them to check out your website, which is prettyprincesspomelo.com. Uh, Kickstarter campaign, type in Pretty Princess, is going to pop up right away as well. I'll also put a link in the show notes, uh, both on our social media accounts as well as on the actual podcast notes itself, with a link directly to the Kickstarter page. I encourage people to check it out and see this world that these guys have built. It really is something to behold. And uh, guys, I know you have almost like you just started, so you got almost a whole mm-hmm. month uh, to go here. So I want to wish you all the best on this campaign. Can't wait to see where it uh, finishes off. And more importantly, I can't wait to get my add-ons. <laughs> you guys take care. Me too. Thanks, Jay. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel, Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.